Jesus Emmanuel, the Lord be with you. The child has been born. He's wrapped in blankets and lying in a manger. Now what? To us is born this day a Saviour who is Messiah the Lord. So what? I don't mean these as flippant questions. They're serious and important questions. Now what? So what? They're the same questions that I had the day my firstborn son, Nathan, was born. I remember those almost seven pounds of new life being placed into my hands. It shouldn't have been all that hard, but I felt like I was holding life in my hands in a wholly different way and seeing myself in an entirely different way, everything had changed. I thought things that I'd never thought before. I felt things that I'd never felt before. And I asked questions that I'd never asked before. Though I'd only known him for a short time, I think I loved him and I wondered whether he'd grow to love me. But how do you change a diaper? Am I really ready to be a dad? I wonder what this is giving to me and offering to me. What will this gift ask of me? What does it mean that this child has been born to me? Maybe you remember that day with your own children. Maybe your father or your mother told you what it was like for them the day that you were born or you were adopted. And maybe you heard friends or family talk about that day. And even if you've not had those experiences, I'm betting that you've had times in your life when you've asked yourself, now what? So what? They're questions that we ask when we recognize that everything has changed that something is going on within and beyond what has just happened. Most times it's difficult, if not impossible, to name it. Now what? So what? They're not so much questions to be answered, but to be pondered. I wonder what Mary was pondering about that night, that morning, and about this child, and I wonder what you were pondering about this day, this morning, and about this child. Babies have a way of changing everything without really doing anything. They're just there. But somehow everything is different. I wonder what this Bethlehem baby changes for you. What difference has he made in your life? What difference is he making in your life today? Or what difference will he make tomorrow or that you hope that he'll make tomorrow in your life? And how does any of that come about? I mean, the baby can't talk, walk or feed himself. Remember, the angel did not say, someday when he grows up in 30 years or so, 
he'll be a saviour. So how can this child, this day, wrapped in blankets and lying in a manger, be to us a saviour, who is Messiah, the Lord? Maybe it happens that this baby, as it does with any baby, a newborn child is the image of weakness and powerlessness. Whatever child wants or needs will have to be done for him by someone else. Maybe that someone else is you or me. Maybe it's less about what this child does or will do, and maybe it's more about what he insists and calls for from us. The powerless power, the weak strength of a baby, like any baby, are in its insistence. When my son was hungry, I fed him. When he wet himself, I changed him. When he was afraid, I comforted him. I responded again and again to what he was insisting upon in that moment. So love and hope and peace and joy and encouragement, patience, food, clothing, play, we celebrated together. On my better days, when I was listening and attentive, my response to his insistence made all the difference in the world, both to him and to me. And maybe that's just how God works in our world today, in our lives and in the world. Not so much always by doing, but by insisting. Maybe that's why God chose to most fully reveal God to us as a newborn babe. What if this birth is, isn't simply God's answer to the world, but maybe God's call to the world? Maybe this child is insisting and asking for a response from you and from me. I wonder what that might be. When the angels left, the shepherds said, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place which the Lord has made known to us. Somehow, for those shepherds, everything written about in the scriptures had been summarized and concentrated into one word. You. Three letters in the alphabet, but larger than heaven and earth. To you has been born a saviour. He is with you. He is for you. The shepherd's faith and joy in this message became a message that needed to be spread. How could it be otherwise? Who receives the message of birth without wanting to share it with someone else? Believing in their heart, this brings joy to all my family and friends. It does not just rest there, this joy, but wants to share this good news with everyone else, not out of fear or by command of an angel, but led from the heart as the fruit of faith in hearing the good news. And having found the Christ child, the shepherds returned home to their flocks, their wives, their children, their community, to their lives and works as before, but now they did it differently. 
to serve both God and neighbor. And now in their daily lives, they were an echo of the angel's song. Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace and goodwill among all people. Glorifying God by putting their confidence, their comfort, their joy in God alone. And trusting in Jesus as their saviour and greatest treasure, they knew peace of mind and had goodwill for all people. Courage to carry come what may, including sharing their neighbour's misfortune, even as the kindness and friendship of Jesus our Saviour came near to them in their time of need. This is something for us to ponder. To us is born this day a Saviour, who is Messiah, the Lord. Now what? So what? Those are our questions to answer even today as we have heard and received God's word and promise. He is born, Emmanuel, Christ with you, Christ for you. Thanks be to God. Shall we stand and confess our faith?